This is Atma Bodha. Today is January 4th, 2022. The title of today's podcast is It's Not Ego to Think You Are Awesome. Beginning now. Deep within the core of your being, you are amazing. Just because you look small on the outside compared to the universe, that doesn't mean you are so small. The same unlimitlessness that pervades the universe is already inside of you. Thinking you are insignificant is a delusion. To aspire towards excellence is to have no limits. Is a plant that reaches for the sun limited by the heavens? To aspire towards nothingness is to aspire towards insignificance. Be significant. You are awesome because empathy is awesome. The delusion happening right now on this planet is bizarre. People even don't want to allow themselves to be happy and live a positive life. It's almost like they want to suffer by entrapping themselves within a victimhood mentality. Many people think that only egotistical people think of themselves as awesome. Instead, there's this delusion of insignificance where people are feeling small and think everyone else should feel as empty as them. However, one inspired person is stronger than 1,000 or more deluded people. Ignorance doesn't become truth just because more people believe in it. Unfortunately, the hive mind mentality has infected many subs. Spirituality to many has become a form of religion whereby there is pressure for you to conform to a preset ideology, however deluded this may be. If you do not follow the rules of their dogma, you are branded a heretic. Many seem to think that someone can only be spiritual if they have a low opinion of themselves. The irony is, by holding that view and by saying a more empowering view is wrong, you are claiming to have the superior perspective, which is an absolute. For those that think only subjective truth exists, they certainly are absolute about it. There is a war between those who want you to lose your identity and those who claim your sense of identity is sacred and should be protected. By cherishing your identity, you can go deep within and see the awesomeness within you that is also in everyone else. The goal in both cases is to reach unity, to be one with the universe. You can do that either by being a water drop that merges with the ocean of conformity or by celebrating unity through the diversity of individuality. Equanimity simply means outside forces can't disturb you. The only way for outside forces not disturbing you is by having a core of positivity. Otherwise, your path leads to lack of individual identity and nothingness. Without this base, no one is independent. The irony about the concept of free will is that the more attuned to ultimate reality you become, you just want to do what you love and are inspired to do. Instead of your life contracting, it expands. This includes spreading inspiration and love 
via your social interactions. A cynic might claim this is not free will. Following your heart is in fact not following the will of your mind, but this is what sincerity and authenticity is. Life becomes less about choices and more about being who you are. You are not only more than your ego, you're more even than your unlimited mind. External desires can falsely make having many choices seem ideal, but actually what's important is the best choice that most fulfills the aspiration of your heart. Life becomes simple, meaningful, focused, and purposeful. Having a deeper sense of identity is superior to having no identity or a superficial sense of self. Those that advocate for ego death seem to think their individuality is their ego, and thus they must lose their personal identity to merge into the ocean of oneness. This is a superficial and deluded understanding. Because we are much more than our minds or egos, we can go deep within to the depths of our heart and our being. To not do this is a form of spiritual bypassing. This is the only way to experience your true authenticity. Conversely, when you have no identity, you lose your capacity for sincerity or a deeper appreciation of your individuality. Worse yet, by refusing to claim your power, you give others the power they need to oppress you. Withdrawing from the world is a form of retreat, allowing the world to be claimed by the corrupted. Instead of retreat, we should advance. Instead of surrender, we should claim victory. In only this way can we reclaim power from the ignorant and establish a paradise on earth. Wow, that is a lot to go over there. And just to reiterate, the title is It's Not Ego to Think That You Are Awesome. And what exactly does this mean? This means that every person is awesome. And it's not, they're not necessarily awesome in the way that they think they are. Because most people are operating from a relatively superficial place. And so that's why when somebody says that they're awesome, you automatically think, oh, well, that guy, he's got, or gal, got, has got a huge ego. But in fact, if you're coming from a deep place and you can fully experience the depth of who you are in your heart, you realize that by being awesome and knowing that awesomeness within you, you are in fact also at the same simultaneous time saying everybody else also has that awesomeness. Just because you are awesome, that doesn't mean you're the only awesome person. No, in fact, the more awesome you are, the more you realize how awesome everybody else is. And let's just look at that word awesome for a moment. What does that mean? That means greatness. That means wonderfulness. That means amazingness. Now, just imagine that 
for a moment. If you actually believe in the core of your being that you are amazing, how is that really ego? Because if you think about it, what is the most amazing thing in the entire universe? And that would be the ultimate highest truth. And since this ultimate highest truth pervades everyone and everything, that means in the core of your being, you have that as well. And the closer you get to that awesomeness within you, the closer you get also to seeing that everywhere you look. Everyone is familiar probably with the word namaste. All namaste means is that the divine in me recognizes the divine in you. And that divinity is what is in your heart. And that same divinity is in the hearts of everyone around you. And once you are able to awaken that spark in you, awaken your heart, that in turn helps awaken the hearts of everyone in your life, whether they be your coworkers, whether they be your family, whether they be your friend, whether it be your lover or your husband or your wife or your child. This strengthens every relationship that you are in and it's inspiring because everyone wants to be seen for who they are, who they really are inside. They need that recognition. Why? Because in this day and age, people are so deluded that they have more affinity to their cats or, or their dogs than a stranger human on the street. People are apprehensive of other humans. They are actually regarding animals as being more affectionate and more loving than humans are these days. That is how far the ball has dropped in this modern day and age. But the fact of the matter is that humans are capable of so much more than animals. And it's up to us to be able to rekindle that flame. You have that power to do that. It's only that you lost touch with yourself and the closer and the more you get to that inner core of your being, you have more of that power to bring out the best in everyone in your life. This is a characteristic of all great leaders in human history. They've had that ability to be able to look at someone and to see the best in them. And what does that do? That awakens something in them and commands loyalty because they know that that person has their best interest at heart because they are seen for who they truly are. Do you want to know what the greatest human potential, the greatest power you can have over your own life is to have that power of seeing the best in everyone you meet. And that's not to say you should be naive. That's not to say you should be overly trusting. There are six words that can describe the ultimate philosophy. And those are love all, trust truth, be more. Let's dissect those words. First of all, let's look at the first two. Love all. The only way to love all is by experiencing that feeling of love all the time. And the only way you can do that is by having unconditional love. So what is unconditional love? That means love becomes your natural state because it is 
your natural state. That means in every waking moment of your life, the ideal, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen overnight necessarily, but the ideal is to always have that glowing warmth in your heart. Only by having this love in your heart at all times does it become second nature to love everyone and everything because it creates a field around you, an emanation that extends beyond your physical body. It's like an orb of wonderfulness that everyone that you come in contact with gets a taste of this energy, whether or not your mind is consciously aware of everyone that benefits from this love energy, but it's there. Let's look at the next two words, trust truth. If you notice, trust love is not one of the words. Why is that? Because love can be a fickle thing. Love can be deceiving. You can fall in love and find out later that maybe that wasn't the wisest thing to do. So trusting love alone is a bit unreliable. Yes, it can be your natural state, but that's not what you want to put your full faith and trust in. But if you trust in the highest truth, what does that mean? That means you're putting your trust in something greater, greater than you, wiser than you, more intelligent than you, something that always has your best interests at heart and yet is immortal and all-powerful. There is no better place to put your full trust in than truth. By doing that, you are getting access to the best guidance possible. It means you are staying in that zone, that zone whereby the best choice can be revealed to you. And let's look at the last two words, be more. That means your aspiration is always to be expanding and to take things to the next level, to innovate, to be better, to improve. If you're a pianist, you can be a better pianist. If you're a singer, you can be a better singer. If you're an artist, you can be a better artist. So those three guiding principles, when you let them be the ruler of your life, you can become the best you that you can be and reach the peak potential and establish in your lifetime exactly what you are born to achieve. I think it's important now to go into more detail about something that was also touched on earlier, and that is about equanimity. To be liberated, you must first be independent. And to be independent, you need to have equanimity. And what does that mean? That means that you must have a core so strong that it becomes unfazed no matter what external situation you find yourself in, no matter if it is happy times or sad times, whether you're in the presence of someone that you love or someone that doesn't have your best interests at heart, whether you are at work or whether you are at play or whether you're at home with your family. The point is, is that you want to have that resilience and the secret to having that resilience 
and what people are not aware of is that equanimity is only possible by having a core of positivity. It's not about staying neutral. It's not about trying to straddle the fence between positivity or negativity. In fact, it's very interesting because if let's say you have a negative energy, guess what? Negative people tend to be very thin skinned. They react to the outside world quite easily. Anybody says something wrong to them, they could become easily triggered and upset. That's just a characteristic of having a negative mindset. And if you are neutral, what are you doing? You are also very impressionable to the outside world, just like wet paint. You may be trying to be neutral, but there are going to be subconscious impressions from your environment that are going to affect you over time. And that's going to taint you to have a negative bias because of the fact that you're trying to maintain neutrality when it's not possible as a human to be fully neutral if you just are trying to be neutral. Because the fact of the matter is, no matter how some philosophies try to argue that you are alone in the world and that there's nobody else, however absurd that is, the world is not entirely in your mind, okay? There are other people, obviously. If you need to be a success or survive in the world, you're going to have to interact with other people. And not all of those people are necessarily going to have your best interests at heart. There's a lot of toxic people out there. There's toxic situations. And in order to be resilient and survive, you need to have that core of positivity. Otherwise, it's impossible. And, but that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to develop that mindset and how you can improve developing that mindset is by having these core principles, this core philosophy of objective truth that can interlace your perceptions and strengthen your beliefs so that the shield of positivity has that lattice network of truth. That truth becomes like a buttress, a foundation, a reinforcement, and that will help bring you to that next level. Of course, superior to any belief or even philosophy whereby you have these objective truths deeply embedded within you, but more powerful than all of that is the experience the direct experience of the one living truth. And we've touched on that in past podcasts. You can call that absolute truth, objective truth, the source, super consciousness, God, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. But this is not about religion. This is not about blind faith. This is about reaching out to the heavens for that experience and that experience will infuse your mind and bring you to a place of bliss and harmony that you've never dreamt possible. This is what makes you unstoppable and is that secret ingredient necessary to make you the person that you were born to be. This is Adam Aboda signing off. Until tomorrow, you have a fantastic day.